0: Ken, (laughs) how is it I cannot hear you? I don't understand. Hello, Ken?
1: I didn't know we were going to be doing this, (laughs) but uh, it appears we are. Christmas, that's when you miss the record entirely and you drop the needle on the edge of the record. Not a good thing. Get rid of that hum. Hum. Is it rolling, Bob. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to focus too much on the music, uh, but I will refer you to the album... I'm going to negotiate a seat here. Thank you. Christmas Eve 2015, or Christmas morning by now. Down in the basement. I was determined throughout the course of the evening saying, no, you have to get down there to your bar, you know, the one you were raving about a couple of podcasts ago. You can't just forget it already Because novelty's already gone You gotta get down there And uh, have a talk Because I, I haven't had one for a long time I went the whole weekend in Ottawa I didn't even mention that on my last podcast It was in Ottawa I went down Saturday morning and came back Sunday night I had a wonderful family visit uh, And saw everybody I wanted to see Within my immediate Family And uh it, just, it, was, it was just pleasant. And the opportunity the situation never came up, and then I wanted to haul out my vaporizer and have a talk. Uh, I think I would have had I stayed over at my sister's uh, Sunday night, but I think it was a wise call going home. Anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. Yeah, get down to the basement and uh, have a talk, and make something of the day. And as soon as I did that, you know, I brought my bag down, everything's in it, I got my iPad, got a little candle going in the Fairdale Junction, uh, no, Haynes Junction, sorry, Haines Junction, red ashtray. Of all my possessions in the bar, this is one of my favorites. And this wasn't bought in a souvenir shop, this was like taken. Uh, and it's really nice, like it's a tin thing, bright red. It's got burn marks from uh, many years of good use, and I thought, "Yep, it belongs right here on the library shelf, with the, on the Timothy Leary shelf, in fact." And I know sometimes I put out podcasts like one prior to this where I'm just so full of self-doubt, and then I flip to the other side, and suddenly I'm full of myself and think, "Damn right." a Timothy Leary shelf like hey I've built a good life I've built it I suppose that might need some explanation on your part but I don't think I'm going to give it to you either you get it or you don't get it and uh, I'm just going to give myself that compliment congratulations Ken you built yourself a good life well done boy Now this song.
0: I come to I love. I come here to rest early each day upon rising. I think of my lost love from over the sea, and sometimes I've wondered if she thinks.
1: Beautiful, beautiful song. This is the song we bought the album for, right? We didn't buy the album. This is our Yukon summer, 1975, up in White Oars, Porter Creek, uh, to be exact. Uh, staying at Werner and Enid's cabin, they had a dog called Pig, blind dog. And another dog And they were just a crazy couple Two of the biggest people you've ever seen Like they could have been Sasquatches Living in the smallest cabin you've ever seen Out in the woods in Porter Creek And we all stayed there Pitched a tent And uh, what was the trick You couldn't get into the bathroom I don't know Move the sink or something It was was tiny Uh, But when uh, Barb cracked her ribs Being swung around the dance floor by Bruce or myself. I know I've mentioned this before, but it just seems a real pure Burton caliber story. Somehow she got loose, and uh, the dance floor was gravel, or maybe we'd been thrown out by then, I don't know. But uh, cracked her ribs, which is a terrible, painful thing, and Harold, the Barstool Buddha, to his credit this is my woman i'm looking after you guys you're out of the cabin we've got it you know this lady needs proper rest and we were back to the tent and uh it was the right thing to do especially since you know to this day we don't know which one of us is guilty but it, it just seemed the dancing got out of hand okay you're swinging your partner got a little crazy um, to have to have taken a piece of your life—forgive me—but this is a story. To have taken a piece of your life and got drunk around the clock for a whole summer, in in pure blissful poetic joy. Like you're all—it wasn't drunk and stuff, and yeah, there was some stumbling, um, but it wasn't fighting. It was just a glorious celebration. To all. Bars all over Whitehorse, all the way up to Dawson City, across the top of the World Highway. Uh, Barnacle Bill and the Barstool Buddha started it off with a couple of very, very beautiful ladies in Watson Lake. And uh, legend goes, they can tell a story because I wasn't there at that point. I was still working on the uh, BC Rail. Those boys left their brains in buckets on the side of the road just outside Dawson City. I think that was the, or not Dawson City, sorry, Watson Lake. That was a description. Left their brains in buckets. Meaning, they had been a wild time in the bar that night, too. Now, some people, "Well, you know, you can think of getting drunk in very negative ways. But, you know, the poets of old, the Japanese poets, these, these people drank their sake and, and found a state of bliss. And we did. Uh, and one of the reasons, of course, up in the Yukon, all the bars during summer, anyway, when we were there, were run by women. So nobody's going to pick a fight. Nobody's going to get drunk and be, you know, they can cut people off and people are going to listen to them. You're just going to do the right thing. A lady told you you can't have any more to drink. Time to go home, buddy. And the bars, the capital Hotel, where mining men meet. Uh, and of course, I have those matches. Uh, that's, uh, all this is coming from the Fairdale store keep saying that, but of course it's Haynes Junction. Didn't I just say? The Fairdale Don't store. Now was Haynes Junction, the one just between the Yukon and Alaska. Yeah, because it was Watson Lake where they got drunk, yeah. Haynes Junction. That's where the, the two boys would come in. The girls ran the bar up there too. They just needed somebody. Two beautiful girls, 1975. There was a crew. We're working for CN Telecommunications, a crew up there. And, of course, they thought, wow, they hit it big when they went into the bar and suddenly there's two gorgeous women running it in this tiny little one-room bar. Two brothers would come in and they would wrestle. And they would just be rolling on the floor wrestling. Uh, Just for the hell of it. You know, get drunk, wrestle a bit, and get back up. And, uh, Harold, by this point, had Mr. Paulson's hat. Most of us didn't know who Mr. Paulson was, but it was a very... I think he was given to Barb to look after. She passed it on to Harold. who was the uh, the lucky boyfriend at the time. The Barstool Buddha I'm talking about. Who right now is lying in a hospital in Bangkok. Posted it on Facebook. If you're following, could probably give you his real name. And, of course, that got me into a little argument with, uh, Barnacle Bill and Just got me thinking about old friends And when I reached for the albums That were sitting in the chair I got about 20 albums in the chair here And uh, I thought I want to play something different I was going to go back to the closet Flip through Found old Anne's records And here I am Coincidentally It's a small bar uh, With the uh, Ames Junction Ashtray The vibe of this album was so beautiful, and it fit so perfectly with what we were doing that summer. Like, you're just drifting. You wake up, and you go, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This could be a doozy of a hangover. We went a little overboard last night. Holy shit. And so what did you do? You got in a vehicle, it was, I guess it was the red Toyota at this point What do we call it, the Japanese suite? Yeah, because sometimes somebody has have to sleep in it ah. And drive to the, I guess it was the Taku Lodge In time for your breakfast, which was a Caesar and a beer And then you're fine oh, Okay, no hangover is going to get me today flamers, bottles of Drambuie, poured it into tall shot glasses, little narrow liqueur glasses, pack of matches, blue flame. Okay, shoot it at your face. Hope it goes down your throat. Just shoot it at your face, flame and lull. And that, that was it. And then the first time I saw it, the first night I arrived, Barnacle Bill took me to the bar. Uh, sorry, bar, yeah, Barnacle Bill took me to the bar, where my first first night... Up there, white horse, I lose my jean jacket, I lose a knife, I lose my compass in a bar, boom, gone, first night, somebody walked away happy and good for them, you know they they had they made better use of it than I did i 'm sure um, barnacle Bill orders around pack packet matches, a couple of flamers, and then lights it. boom, waitress stands around like okay, i 've seen this before, like guys and then flamers it's called and telling me you got to do it too and I'm saying, are you crazy are you cr-? you you light it on fire it's got a flame about 2 inches high and I got to throw that down my throat are you nuts and of course by the end of the night you're you're perfect you're really good and you're doing extenders now extenders is when you you have it very close to your mouth and then you just do a pull up and you just reach your arm up there and just start pulling through about two feet from your face hoping that fiery liquid is going to go down that gaping mouth you know now you woke up in the morning and you had this strange smell this strange odor and what it was was singed hair of your beard and mustache all the ends would just go frizzy for the number of times the hot glass touched it and uh, you know you missed the mouth just by a fraction and so your beard was just all frizzled in the end and uh you're kind of laughing about it and we're in Enid's Enid's cabin they had the record player and this was I think probably the only record we played and it just fit with the carefreeness the joy the purity the craziness well the record's not so crazy we were uh We flew up our accountant. He's no longer with us. This is a guy I've I've never even talked about or hardly talked about. Don't have a nickname for him. Well, just call him the accountant. He was an accountant. And uh, died from, you know, just not looking after himself. Used to drink big double Roman Cokes on a Sunday afternoon and try and get through a two-foot-high stack of the Vancouver Sun newspaper. He had to read everything, and he just couldn't keep up. A bit eccentric. He flew up with a jar of dope uh, when our supplies ran low. So we had on top of the liquor, of course, you got all this dope, all this weed to smoke. Um, pure joy. Now, I guess in the podcast I released today, I haven't heard it yet, but the one I put out today, I think I talked about... Boring stories. Well, you're not with me, and you have the luxury of walking away, making a sandwich, putting this on double speed, uh, skipping it all together, doing anything you want. But I'm having the joy and the fun of telling the story, and uh, for those moments when I was recounting that, triggered by many things, one of them being the artifacts I just talked about, and the other one, the picture of the Barstool Buddha in the hospital in Bangkok, you told me the la- in fact the last time I was here I wrote to him from the bar and he sent back a message and said got some things coming up and one of them is uh, some surgery in my back. So he posted this picture and uh, looks oh my god you know all hooked up to tubes and things. And Barnacle Bill and I had a difference of opinion about. Uh, But a lot of people didn't know what the hell All you see is this picture of a guy in the hospital You know Spending Christmas Eve And I'm saying cut him some slack He only wanted some sympathy Which he deserved Um I'm celebrating something else tonight It's a Christmas Eve Gary got married Now if you know Chub Creek And some of you do Um Gary, formerly of Creek, got married. And it's a wonderful love story. It's a beautiful story. And again, if you follow Gary on Facebook, uh, he just just puts out joy and laughter every day. He just makes stupid faces, always the Molson eggs, crazy faces, uh, short little crazy videos, talking in funny voices, just... Just spreading laughter, and that's who he has been all his life. Now, Dave, the other half of Chub Creek, knows that. They were kids together, and uh, that was the story of Chub Creek when they did it. Now, on top of that, Gary is a prize photographer. I don't know what the word prize means, but I mean amazing. Like somebody, like when I show his nature pictures to my wife, she says, wow, this is good. He just has an eye and obviously the hang of the camera and the technique. And all he took up. He, he was doing the podcast. He was doing a lot of writing, very personal writing for quite a while, unlike using Facebook as a blog. And it was, you'd get really drawn in. It was wonderful. Very honest and open and frank. And uh, has three daughters, three beautiful daughters from a previous marriage. People's lives. I mean, you know, I'm here celebrating my own and for some reason needing to do that. But I'm also becoming more and more and more aware and grateful of the friendships that I have and the value of those friendships. And Gary, I never see, but we just had some good memories. He's visited here and we had a very special night when he came and uh, drank with myself and uh, Brian, the Nudevit guy, and just a bit of a party. And on my deck, and uh, I'm happy, just happy for uh, for the love he and his dear wife have found and uh, all the beautiful pictures he's taking, and uh, all the things now. Do I dare? No, I don't dare. Uh, I've got an email from Barnacle Bill in response to my one to him, which was a response in his to me. Uh, And we do that in the nature of our relationship. This is a different one. It's just constant fighting. And uh, I find it very, very annoying, but I I always think, well, it's got to be necessary somewhere. I usually think I'm in the right. Like, oh, now here's another song. I'm sorry, but this was the song. My pony won't go, my favorite, because it was just, I'm not doing anything today. I am not doing anything. Just um, found a picture on Facebook which has just blown me away now, of course, because you know I'm high but it's uh, Jesus Jesus, you figure you know in the traditional you know Italian Jesus like white skin nice long brown hair and uh, very smooth skin quite white, uh, but in a saffron robe, I guess there's that orange orange. Sitting like the Buddha on a lotus leaf, with a light behind him, and a hand held up in that pause, um, and it's just—it's just the blending, the Buddha and the Christ together, and it's—it's uh, a—it's a—it's a beautiful image, a funny image. And uh, if there weren't howls of protest, I would—I would try and use it on the cover of Dixon Jeans. But I'll use it for this next podcast. Uh, yeah, it's a little deer in the background, and uh, you know, you first look and you think like, this is funny, and then. The more you stare at it The more you think I kind of like this It's You know It it could be taken Many different ways I guess that's the That's the thing about it You can take it Many different ways The caption just says Meditate like Christ He lost himself in love Make of that What you like But that's quite a picture. Uh, yeah, that doesn't make for good audio, does it? I'm just kind of delighted because, again, people have funny feelings about Facebook. But I, I love Facebook because it, I do connect with friends that I just can't see. And I like friends. And So now I'm looking at a wonderful picture of Mike from Mike's Bar. Good friend of Gary. I'd only know him through... Gary, and it's a guy I want to see again. Went for his uh, birthday party with uh, Brian a year or so back, and it's quite a picture. It's quite a picture. No, I haven't forgotten you there. I'm just. Uh, I thought that uh, I'm going to get. Uh, this album, if I can get it on uh, iTunes and send it to Gary and Lisa, I believe it's Lisa Boyle. Better get that right. Yes, it is. Just married, he posts. yesterday. This is, yeah, Lisa DiPaolo. And uh, I've never met her, but she's a beautiful woman, and uh, it just seems that there's just absolutely gorgeous pictures of them. And that's on Facebook. So, you know, you can... People... We do have a lot of first-world problems, and a lot of them are just bitching about things. And there are things majorly wrong, and you could just... We're not talking about uh, like. Ask yourself why even Facebook exists. The complexity of the you know there's the, there's the story. We're not pinning it on one man. We're just we're talking about human progress and extending ways of communicating. Podcasting, which we're doing right now, is one. Uh this is scary to me. Like suddenly I say that and then again, okay. So this is pretty much just audio. And I'm picturing having, being able to sort of call up somebody else in your room, like a, what do you call it, like a hologram, and they could sort of project themselves. And I'm thinking, no, hey, whoa, I kind of prefer being alone right now. Like, I'm not even wanting to read my email or my message from my sister. I don't, I just don't want to deal with anything right now other than me in my little quiet space. Looking at some uh, beautiful pictures on Facebook, so... All right. Let's put that away. Let's get back to uh, whatever it was we had to say. Perhaps it's time for me to start. It's uh, going on. Well, I guess I pretty well have to uh, leave it going for this side. It might. This might be the whole She'll podcast. Mother of a miner's child. Not my favorite song, but probably a good one. Good old Gordon Lightfoot. So Another Canadian
0: greet. Oh, mother of a miner's child, I know that you still think about the day. But we'll be moving on. It's Christmas. Remember, dear old Daddy, and the promise that I made to carry on. Sometimes I smile.
1: I guess I talked about filters last time In and, uh. Sometimes we just race ahead and just uh, talk. Other times we do pause and filter just a little bit and think. No, there's there's a road we don't want to go down right now. I mean, it's a good thing we do need filters. I guess we have them. Uh, we wear them between each other too. You know. Okay. What are the where are the, where the lines here? What we say what can't we say and again that's the importance of friendship because friendships define friendships right there they they make each other friendships are organic they're living they're alive they're changing the way we are our friendships are and uh, I think sometimes I need reminding I, I talk a lot about it but I think I really need re- need reminding of how valuable and important uh, Friendships are to me. I was I posed poised a question just a short time ago, which I didn't vocalize. But it, and is that is it wrong to need friends? You know, it's a stupid question. No. Um. But sometimes I feel very needy, needing. I need the engagement I have, and there are so many different engagements with different people, and some of it is Sue email and some of it is through posting pictures on Facebook and some of it is through podcasting and some of it is through Twitter and there's all these different ways of interacting with people and uh, it's a mutual thing, of course, because, uh, you know, you stop contacting people who don't contact you back. Not saying that happens to me. is another powerful song. Got a lot of energy. This one got us going, I think. But Summer 75, and it's a thing that I shared with, you know, here we are. Barnacle Bill and um, the Barstool Buddha. Back before they recalled those things. It was with Harold and Bruce. Those those are the two boys who got into a dirt fight uh, when we were camped, when we, we were no longer there was no longer room for us in Porter Creek. So we pitched our tents, we called it Tent City, and we just went into the woods, just outside Porter Creek, and uh, found a spot, you know, a bit of a clearing, pitched our tents, brought Piggy back there for Flamers, we had one rule, and I've told you this, I've told you this, alright, 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 I won't tell you again about the, the one rule we had for Flamers, the one and only rule, which of course, we broke, we had to break it, just because it was a rule. Uh, but Harold and Bruce, for some reason... I don't know who threw the first handful of dirt. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember, we're grizzly and bearded and uh, wearing jeans and, and uh, looking like we would come out of an old Western. Um, anyway, one of them threw a handful of dirt. I suppose the other retaliated with a handful of dirt. And, and it wasn't long before they actually rolled down a cliff uh, in the dirt. Uh, nobody knew why I don't even know how it came to an end I think I was just standing there watching Just dumbfounded like, oh my god Glad I'm not in that <laughs> Now this is Canada This is a celebration, you know It is fitting that uh I should be mentioning both those boys anyway, that uh while playing this song it sort of all comes together. We all sat around that bar in Haynes Junction. And Mr. Paulson's at that's where we got oh, yes, we just got stoned one day, and we were pretending we were sort of forming our own uh version of Boy Scouts. And the idea was to earn badges. I mean, you you basically you you just made up the badges. So, of course, one of the first, and it was a hard one to get. Harold got the bed of rocks badge. Uh, You know, sleeping miserable night in a tent, camped outside somewhere, and uh, being too drunk to properly maybe put up the tent or move it or whatever, and just uh, having a very uncomfortable sleep on rocks. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was funnier at the time. Your bed of rocks badge, right? Uh, and then we had the knot badges. And I think the knot, you could just tie any knot with a piece of string. What else was there? There was just some crazy. Maybe, you know, tossing a rock. Yeah, you toss the rock badge. All you had to do was pick up a stone and throw it, and you, know, you toss the rock badge. Now, remember, we're all stoned. It's funny. Now, the CNT boys I mentioned were up there doing some, uh, some work. And these were young guys feeling pretty shit hot. They were, you know, boys riding big trucks out in the wilderness. And uh good looking guys too. And they invented a drink, or somebody invented a drink. It was called the C and T Special. And I do have a recipe for it in one of the back Dixon Janes because uh everybody was always forgetting it. But it was just I think it was just three kinds of alcohol, it was pretty powerful. And uh a few of those. Uh something you can do in your youth. I was twenty seven and that was the summer of my life. I mean that was the best ever. Summer. All right, so what do we do? Put an end to this and just say, okay, boys and girls, that was fun. That was a podcast, and uh, we're done now. I think so. I've gone on straight. I think this might be uh, maybe released as another basement tapes, basement vinyl. And uh, I don't know about you, but I had fun. I had fun. I relived a few moments, and I hope I got some of the idea across because the fact is, I have had an adventurous life. You know, I'm, I'm saying that because, hey, it's real and I don't want to forget it. And uh, I went out of my way, literally, to uh, to do the things I've done. And I'm proud of it. All along, I thought I was doing it because it was material for a writer and I needed this. To be a, a writer, to prove who I was, to prove I was somebody. And that was a big part of Up in the Yukon, too, because I think I announced it there in a bar, I'm drunk, of course, I'm going to write that book. And didn't, left there, you know, for, you know the story, you've, you've heard the drill, into Toronto, fall 75, I uh, gave up, day one. Still have a spoon, from that very table I sat at, looking out the window, hmm, little apartment, yeah, you come to Toronto, that's where you're going to write your book, and instead, realize, well, I better go and get a job, and got my first teaching job, and that set me on that path. <sighs> but that's another time for another story. That is post. I suppose the last the last piece of the story. I, you know, again, if you're maybe you've never heard this stuff before or you've certainly forgotten. But um by the end of the summer, going a little not knowing what I was doing, ending up in Nova Scotia, ending up in a bar, one afternoon in a bar in Halifax. And I swear. You know, this is the Norm Augustinus truth. Um, that as I sat there having a beer in the afternoon alone, don't know where uh, the Nova Scotia guy was. I mean, I was I was live, staying with him for uh, part of the time. But anyway, I was in Halifax at this point on my own. And looked around everybody else in the bar, and it reminded me of those little birds that, you know, the dipping birds. They sort of the beak comes down, they get a little sip of water, and then boom, 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 it goes down and bounces up. And You know the ones, like almost a little perpetual feeder. You know what I'm talking about? I hope so. You get a glass, you get a bird, a dipping bird? You don't see those around anymore. Those would have been great Christmas gifts. Uh, anyway, people were looking like those to me. I looked at the people, and it looked like everybody had a beak, and everybody's just putting that beak into their beer. And I thought, oh, man... It's time to stop. Party's over. Party's over, basically. That's what I call that scene. Party's over. Yeah, and it was. It was time. I mean, move to Toronto. Clean up. Rent an apartment. $25 a week. Top floor of an Italian house. And uh, I never wrote that book. But I do have bits and pieces. And I've got fragments. And I'm just still hoping... That I'll get them out somehow. And it may be, as I concluded quite a while ago, it'll just be in this form of podcasting. But even then, it's the doubts, the doubts, the doubts. Yeah, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. If you're going to tell a story, you got to really be a storyteller. I've got the material. I should take courses by Sage. I should go to Sage and say, look, Sage, Sage Turtle. I mean, that makes sense. You know, I should say, hey, help me. I got the material, I got the stories. I think I need some help Telling them Is that right? I don't know I don't know if that makes any sense at all I mean I'm, I'm, I'm owning up to Not necessarily being a good storyteller That's fine Deal with that But they are They're good stories But I, 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 they could be. they could be right And hey There are a few of you possibly groaning right now. Yeah, but you've told them all. And uh, that's true. It's just that I think sometimes we basically, I mean, what I'm doing now is I'm, if this wasn't going out as a podcast, if this is just me talking to myself, some people would say, wow, that guy needs help. But uh, it's not like that at all. I mean, I'm, I'm celebrating right And it just happens to be I've got a recorder going, and uh, I will put it up and out, and you can listen. Now, after all that talk, do I need a drink? I think I'll uh, leave that off right there, and uh, you can decide what's next.
0: Arun It red.